I feel like it's like a relief when mm. autumn comes because summer's so busy. The autumn is it's reconnecting with yourself through reconnecting with the earth mm. um letting the energies start to really settle prepare take stock like you say but but there's you can also plant seeds of intention at this time of year but this is a time for planting bulbs hi i'm Gemma petherbridge and this is the higher self school podcast Each month we explore topics that are perfect for the spiritually inclined and curious. So, if you're part of the awakened generation, this podcast is perfect for you. Sadie, hello, welcome back. How are you? Oh, hello. I'm good. Thank you. It's so nice to be here again with you. I love our sessions so much, our podcast conversations. Me as well. Um, Yeah. And it's it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a few months. It has been a while. Yeah. When was the last one? Do you know what I should have looked before we press go on this? I don't know. (laughs) We have done a few. I think this is the fourth maybe yeah yeah it was definitely a while ago wasn't it at least six months or something maybe yeah um when baby was very young I think yeah he's coming up to a year now can't believe that 23rd of October I yes I was um so I'm doing an in-person moon ceremony in London next week and I was looking through the content planning and it came up with the content I did for your group last year and I was like wow that means it's been a year for you Wow, yes. Oh, yeah. I I love that so much. Having you step in and run those sessions for my Cosmic Cycling Club members was so special. They loved it so much. Yeah. And I actually attended one of them, you didn't did. I? You got to, yes. Yeah, it was lovely really to nice. be with my members on the other side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, coming up to a year, I can't believe it. It's It's gone fast and slow at the same time and just watching Phoenix develop. Um, We were just saying before uh, we hit record, just seeing him, his character's really coming through now and he's finding his emotions, like he's having a few tantrums. I feel like that's not a great word for it because a tantrum- frustrations for him. Yeah, frustrations, because he's close to walking, he's close to talking and he's, he's getting frustrated yeah, I think um, and that bond is deepening as well so he's he is very much aware of if I leave mm. the room so for example he's he's at nursery he's at back to the garden childcare which is my parents nursery a couple of days a week and he loves it there and he's absolutely fine once I've gone but that moment I don't know whether have you read the Northern Lights trilogy it, no, but um, I feel like I would love that. That name oh, sounds amazing. And um, actually, it might not be the North. There's a name for the trilogy, but Northern Lights is one of the. It's books, not the Golden Compass talks. or anything like yes. that. Yes. Yeah, it's connected. It's, it's part of that trilogy. Um, the children and their animals have this invisible thread mm, yes. connection. And I feel like I'm really aware of that thread between us now that when there's distance you can feel the thread um so it's it's yeah really interesting that's a beautiful um, way of explaining it yeah yeah it's way more wanting that physical contact really comes in for cuddles he clings clings on like really wraps his arms around me and it it's so lovely um and we're just the whole thing is just learning as we go so we're entering a new phase with him and we'll learn as we go um each age each milestone is is another lesson not just for Mm -hmm. him but for me and for Marcus and and we communicate as a team for like how we're gonna nurture that next phase so these frustrations that we're just talking now about how we how we support him through that because I think it's easy to you know slip into thinking that that you they're just crying for no reason because you can't see a reason it's not food it's not sleep so what's the reason and that's where we have to try and 
try and really deepen that listening to him and um try and help him relieve those frustrations That's or just hold space way. for him not try to yeah. fix it but just hold a space let him move through those emotions and then so yeah I don't I, we're just exploring that at the moment which is interesting is that your perspective in it, it sounds lovely the idea of welcoming the lessons and not seeing it as sometimes the word hurdles are used and things like that aren't they but yeah you sound like you're really going with whatever's coming next and just embracing it yeah there are it's like there are seasons changes mm. it's never the same it's never one, one rhythm just like I talk about the cycles so once you once you feel like you've understood something and you've got a pattern and you've got an understanding with him then he'll develop again so it's constantly moving and changing and evolving and not thinking like oh he's gone backwards because he hasn't because he's always growing um so that's where they the, those that other word regression doesn't feel right either when mm -hmm. they talk about sleep regressions um because it's it's not a going backwards it's always a going forwards but just figuring out how you support and move move into that next chapter with them I think and this is where the nursery that he goes to and and I really believe in this philosophy of being child-led yeah. um letting him lead following him trying to and then you build the structures around that support him but he's the leader you sound like you've got a book there ready to go that sounds <laughs> so positive and yeah now now you say it the idea of regression is brings in frustration but also kind of puts the child down and of course they're they're going forwards they're not regressing backwards no, they're, at all. they're dealing with so much mm. it's I feel like sometimes if we can try and put ourselves in their shoes because they're babies but they're actually they've they've got like um what's the word like resilience they're they're dealing with so much if we had to go through the pain of our teeth coming through we would mm -hmm. be on so much painkiller like really strong painkillers and they're, yeah. they're dealing with that they're dealing with um like the their senses like taking in so much and I can just see him constantly figuring things out and and yeah getting frustrated with it but they're going through so much every day in every moment um yeah and a lot of things maybe that are aimed at children are a bit over stimulating oh over um uh yeah just too much for them and I'm just learning all the time all the time but my brain see a that bit can you? today <laughs> yeah yeah it at this age it's it's quite full-on because he's on the go all the time he's just wanting to explore everything and if you restrict him he that's another frustration because mm. then he he just wants to be into everything so it's finding ways to make him feel like he is without him being entering like danger danger zones allowing him to take those gentle risks um so that he can grow um yeah <laughs> really judging it I imagine like yeah what's... yeah yeah At the, we've got this sitar that's my dad's and my dad I think my mum got it for my dad thinking that he would become um George Harrison <laughs> playing his sitar I think mum was trying to create this image of dad sitting there with a the sitar um because he is musical but we've we've ended up with the sitar so it's more of a piece and Phoenix is really into the sitar. He really wants to get to it. Mm. And if you make it something that he, like if you over pull him away from things, then he it just makes him want to go to that thing even more. more so it's a but yeah. sometimes it's good to move things too. <laughs> Everything's up high, yeah? <laughs> Everything's up high, yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, fascinating watching him learn and grow and, um, climbing the stairs uh for oh, him and willow our dog are hilarious they willow's actually taught him to share so she, wow. they pass toys between them and she's really um she's really patient with him but obviously so he she's, done well. she's, she's, she's done well she's she's doing really well 
Good. She's doing really well. Um, she's still the midwolf. She was always a midwolf when he when he <laughs> first brilliant. came home, but she's she it's it's a bit difficult for her, but we've always again tried to give her everything so that she's not not lacking. Yeah. Um, because he's here now that there's enough. So Marcus Marcus especially has been really great with Willow, making her feel that she's just as important as she always was. Oh, bless her. And everything else good for you right now? How's work going? Uh, I know you work, sound busy. Work is great. Um, it is busy. Um, there's some lovely things happening. So my treatment cabin is being mm -hmm. built at the moment, which is feeling really like a lovely new chapter. I had some really strong signs that that was the right thing to do because I was doing mobile treatments and I was working in other spaces which was really nice but I think for me having a base at home where people can come to me and I can have mum maybe in the house watching Phoenix and be really close so um and also having a space where I can do my circles um because in the house I, I just haven't managed to find my own space I think probably because of Phoenix the, the home is very much family and I don't really have that place that I can go and hold yeah, my circle so sense. and also even if I did have that space just being in the house with Phoenix and again that threat invisible thread if he cries or I just feel I would feel that pull so holding a space with a circle I need to be in my own place so I've been actually going to my parents house to do them so it's really really going to be lovely to have my treatment cabin with all my stuff there yeah describe this treatment cabin for us and it's also typical manifest manifesto generator Go it's multi-purpose so I also have a, a recording studio oh yeah so amazing that's, that's very so, cool because voiceovers is one of my jobs one of my hats um so I'll have a small space where I can do my voiceovers and again like I had one in London um that I did the other day and I, it was only an hour's job so I could have done that at home and I had to yeah. go to London so a lot of the clients in that industry um are really happy for you to have a remote studio so it'll be hidden behind the treatment space but I'll have a studio and the treatment space so I'm really excited very cool that's very cool when when will it be ready when can people start booking or is it a bit too early to say well I think the building will be ready in three weeks and then I'll um make sure I've set it all up I need mm -hmm. a sturdy massage table I think you know something that will be really comfortable in there and I'm going to make a little shop so I have some crystals in there some sage Lovely. some products um and there'll be a sink so I can do my facials too from from there so I can sell those products that I use in the facials um I think I'm gonna say Samhain oh that's nice Samhain. Ooh, that gives me nice. a little bit of time which Maybe is I new year have like a soft launch yeah before and just do a couple before then but actually Samhain yeah the witch's new year mm. that feels good I hadn't actually thought about that I like that that's I'm having a bit of a sabbatical from my normal work at the moment to do other projects and I start back with my normal work at Sarah and it just feels like I don't know when you get into the witchy stuff it's a lovely celebration and it's quite an exciting isn't it yeah yeah so. I'm holding a big circle actually on the 29th of October so it'll be with the full moon and Samhain all of that energy oh, of course yeah and I've called it witchy woman and it's going to be in a hall a big space near where I live in Alderley Edge the festival hall um so I'm a lot of my circles are very, very intimate whereas this one I I quite like it to be quite big and have everybody moving dancing we're going to have live music so my other hat of being mm -hmm. in a band my bandmate's going to be there so we're going to sing some kind of witchy spooky songs it's going to be really really cool with that Sarah sounds amazing yeah I'm really yeah. excited about that and it's very a very different style of circle to my other ones so yeah how is the circles and everything going like do you want circles. to share so in case someone hasn't 
heard you and I chat before, but they could probably tell that we're quite familiar. We just start chatting away. Do you want to explain more about sort of how we know each other maybe and similar circles that we, you obviously have, like you said, you've got multiple hats, but there's one hat that I kind of join you in within those. Yes, that we share. Um, So I, um, I work with the cycles of the seasons the seasons are the main anchor for me and then the moon cycles are like the cycles within the seasonal cycles Mm. so I work with the seasons the moon my own cycles so I I teach people about their own cycles um for for those of us that are still experiencing our cycles our menstrual cycles out and then when you look at how they all connect it's all the same pattern of spring summer autumn winter the moon has the same pattern menstrual cycles the same pattern and then actually our lives we go through spring mm. summer autumn winter in our lives and I just find the cycles so fascinating and I'm learning all the time even more about them like for example I was talking with one of my members the other day and this is where I love learning from my members too they come they come up with amazing insights as well and she was saying how in the summer she loves the rest finding the yin within the yang of summer season Mm. um which is really important because summer is very expansive dynamic active but finding that yin within that season of summer helps you sustain that yang energy and not burn out similarly with winter that's the time when we retreat rejuvenate nourish rest there's also an element of of activity within the winter when everything's calm and quiet Mm -hmm. I find I can be I can get a lot of my creativity come through during that time in the winter season so yeah the cycles for me you you just learn more and more as you go and that's why it doesn't need to be overwhelming because it can feel like there's a lot to learn there but the beauty of them is they go round and round. So you learn this summer, I've learned new things. And then the same will happen in the autumn. Talk through how you would live, how you personally then experience or live through the seasons. Yeah, of course. So summer, like I said, so some spring, summer are very, very young, dynamic, active. So I feel like that's the seasonal energy encouraging you to be dynamic, active and grow. So for me, that's when I will really push forwards. Um, push sounds like a funny word. It's like a natural push. It's like, like a step how you forward. Bursting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not forced, but it's just that nudge to really express yourself. Which is, can I jump there. in and say one thing I love about that, and you literally said the word, is spring starts with Aries doesn't it the the ram that gives that you just done and like a jolt in your body the ram gets yeah. you going and it's lovely yeah. how the astrology matches the seasons and you do get and yeah I agree with you you get to spring and you want to step forward you don't it's yes. not a choice it's a right bro what can I do kind of energy exactly but you only want to step forward naturally if you've followed the se- the previous season mm-hmm. so if in the winter you've followed again like I was talking about being child-led I feel like with the cycles it's being nature-led so if you look at the seasons and what they're doing and you mirror those because your natural energies are wanting to mirror them and sometimes we ignore those yeah and um, yeah. those natural impulses to follow the seasons. so in winter if you take that time to rest and rejuvenate then when the spring comes, you will feel that that mm. energy. That just like the bulbs burst through the ground, things will start happening for you. Um, but like I said, each season follows the previous one. So it depends how you've aligned to the previous one. So, but I love what you said about the zodiac mm. season. So the sun also has its cycles with the zodiac um, signs. And it's really interesting when you look at the parallels between the zodiac sign and the season that we're in. And you mentioned Aries. Another one is Leo season being in the peak of summer. And Leo is all about shining, being bold, expressing yourself, being proud. 
right in that peak energy where the summer is also asking the same. Mm -hmm. And I love it now because right now, maybe not when, well, when this airs, I think you, we're in the autumn equinox, aren't we? We're around that time. Yeah, next week. Next week. We'll move into Libra then. But right now we're in earth element of yeah. Virgo. And we're into the late summer, which is the fifth season between summer and autumn. Late summer in traditional Chinese medicine is also the earth element. So we've got the earth mm -hmm. element of nature and the earth element of the sun. Both love it. That that feeling is that after all that expansive active energy of summer, we're now coming back down to a grounding getting organized so a lot of us have been decluttering maybe switching our wardrobes around um preparing for the autumn but it's in a really grounded organized very practical and methodical way um so yeah I just love it when when you look at the patterns and see things and you're like wow those two really complement each other late summer and Virgo yeah. and it happens a lot a lot and then we move into Libra, Libra. on the equinox the balance yes. and we've got two times of the year where we're reminded to be in balance which is beautiful yes. yeah yeah it's so fascinating isn't it autumn yeah. equinox all about balance it is literally the balance point where light and dark are equal mm. within the year um so if you think of summer the summer solstice that's when the light is the strongest and from that point the light wanes and then it, when we reach the autumn equinox it's a perfect balance of being equal and like like the scales of libra again it's that crossover between but i think if you're new to it for me i would suggest just work with the seasons to begin yeah. with it can be very those. feel very complicated it yeah and make it layered. as simple as possible make it it's practical make it um yeah simple because then when you move into the moon cycle then you've got if you if you break it down into like really as simple as possible the new moon is the time when you plant your seeds that's mm -hmm. like the early early spring setting intentions planting seeds full moon is like the the summer solstice of the lunar cycle where the light's the strongest the energy is very expansive and big and bright and bold and that's the time for really things coming to completion as you build towards that full moon it's a real strong manifestation energy and then as the moon starts to wane that's when you start to release so yeah that's the new moon planting seeds full moon is completion harvest celebration and then looking back and thinking what are the lessons that I've learned in that cycle so far and how can I release and prepare the ground for the next cycle of planting seeds at the next new moon love it love it okay have we could we cover did we cover autumn and winter could you speak on no, those no I spoke more about summer didn't I so yeah as we move into autumn so what yeah so we've got that expansive energy of the spring and summer and then the autumn and winter are the opposite so if you think of the energy going out spring summer and then it comes in in the autumn winter and it's that's what the cycles are it's a constant um expansion contraction expansion contraction over and over so it's the waning phase of the wheel of the year everything's coming inwards and there's a gathering quality so although things may still be growing and coming to fruition there's this gathering in as we prepare to journey towards the winter so autumn is like a preparation season i think yeah. um and how how can we be led by autumn i think i think it's about starting to slow slow down starting to simplify like I said maybe there's some decluttering some organization that's happening some letting go but also at this time of the year there's a sense of nostalgia so you can also look back and re 
reflect, reflect on the seasons that we've experienced this year, but also maybe on past past autumns. Mm-hmm. I always get a sense of nostalgia at this time of year. It reminds me of childhood, back to Definitely. school. Yes. Um, you have the same. I do, and it almost is maybe it is because it's the school year like you're about to say but it does have its own natural beginning even though it's the receding energy it does have its own I I like autumn I've always liked autumn I feel as well it's quite uh you take stock and you see where you are but instead of about to go again it's like I'm taking stock to see how I can step back and make my life easier for a few months and then replenish Mm. to go again I love that it's almost I feel like it's like a relief when Mm. autumn comes because summer's so busy the autumn is it's reconnecting with yourself through reconnecting with the earth um letting the energies start to really settle prepare take stock like you say but but there's you can also plant seeds of intention at this time of year but this is a time for planting bulbs through autumn season yes true that's so a beautiful metaphor as well yeah think about what your bulbs are that you're planting mm. so for me you know my treatment space is kind of coming to fruition but it's also I'm planting mm. with that space for the future of that that side of my business um yeah, so taking stock, um, letting the energy start to settle, feeling that sense of the retreat beginning, but we're not there yet. It's still quite busy, autumn, but it's a different yeah. busyness to summer. Summer is about joy and play. Whereas and even the, the intensity of the sun is, it's a busy energy, isn't it? The sun is very vibrant and gives us a lot of vitality. So we which is, I, I presume, I would say that therefore probably our energies are slightly higher, like our vibration maybe is slightly higher, so we just feel more yeah. energetic. There's that golden golden quality to autumn, I think, yeah. with that sun. And yeah, the, that, that um, shift within the seasons, it's quite special when you really start to witness the changes in nature mm. and all, all the abundance. It's a time of abundance. Too. Of course, it's harvest, isn't it? It's a gratitude mm. and an abundance mm. time of year. Yeah, yeah, lovely. That's a lovely ritual to do actually at this time of year to to create a gratitude practice, whether mm. it's a gratitude list or a gratitude meditation. But then also part of the work that I do is look at in traditional Chinese medicine the organs that are in power for different seasons, and each organ relates to an emotion. So we've we've moved through the summer of the heart and the small intestine, which is to me those organs represent the rose. The heart is the joy and yes. and like love and that opening quality. And then the small intestine is like the thorns of the rose, which is the boundaries. It has discernment. So the small intestine is very a discern discerning energy. It, it it um, sifts out what's good for you, what's bad for you. So summer is those those emotions of joy and discernment. And then we move into late summer, which is the stomach and the spleen. And they carry on through into early autumn. Stomach and spleen, obviously that relates to digestion. Mm. And we may experience physical aspects to that like how is our it might be interesting to look at how our actual digestion is at this time of year but also emotionally how we digest things how we process things and um and that the flip side of this time of year and those organs one of the emotions that can come through is a bit of anxiousness and worry again virgos we can be worriers i'm a virgo we can be worriers So thinking about our tummy and what's going on there. And again, like you can help yourself through the multiple ways. So looking at actually what you what you physically can do. So what you're actually eating and how you eat, whether you take the time 
to eat and digest your food mindfully or whether it's very rushed and um thinking about this late summer season and early autumn the taste is sweet so every season also has a taste so summer is bitter and that's why cacao is a lovely thing to have in the summer and anything bitter if you look at in the summer what's in season um the chicory the rocket all of that has a bitter taste that's interesting yeah this time it's very sweet and if you look at nature the berries that are ripe right now there's a sweetness the sweet the sweet root vegetables that maybe are starting to come through the sweetness but we, we may be feeling that we have a bit of cravings for sugar and mm -hmm. look to nature um, and see the sweetness there because your body is asking for the sugar because that's that's what it wants at this time of year it wants the sweetness because that's what nature's providing but we might get get that message wrong and end up going for the, the sugary chocolate stuff. yeah <laughs> yeah and then as we move into later autumn so autumn has two elements the earth but as we shift much later into autumn we get the metal element and mm. for me the metal element comes through when the leaves start to fall so the metal is all about release and letting go and it relates to the lungs and the large intestine in traditional chinese medicine so think about that exhale and also large intestine is about release isn't it like yeah, you're letting go yeah. through that's about get, getting rid of stuff so really at that time of year what do we need to release and let go of before we journey into that into the cave of winter into our retreat so autumn is really significant and following the messages of, of what autumn is asking us to do we reap the rewards later into the year and and the following year um but the emotion associated with the lungs mm -hmm. is grief mm -hmm. so we also might experience some sadness around that time of year yeah does what that make sense I really yes, so much to say I've gone quiet because I'm like please tell me more what's um what's winter then with the organs the so winter winter is the water element mm -hmm. and winter is the kidneys and the bladder right that makes sense so yeah and spring is the wood spring is the liver and the gallbladder so that's why spring is a great time to detox yeah and eat, eat our greens um winter is the worst time to really detox because you'd need the nourishment during the winter season so the whole january detox thing isn't great um yeah, it's the it's spring when nature is actually asking you to because you in the winter you kind of need to hold on to things mm. if you start stripping away it's just gonna deplete you so yeah <laughs> very interesting there is yeah I, I feel like we could do do the well, let's come back in the winter and we can talk more about that yeah I was gonna say we could do a whole thing just on that it's so interesting thank you Sadie um, so as you know, I've had a few questions. You kind of answered one because they want one for question one that was submitted for me to ask you because many people know who you are. And in fact, just a little flag up the amount of people that when they they know that I know you and they talk about the plate, the, the yard that you and your family used to have, people from around the country talk about the yard. <laughs> and I'm like, good for you guys, because it's made an impact. Like I was, I was speaking to someone in Scotland who is suggesting your events to them. And they're like, we know Sadie, we used to go to the yard. I'm like, you couldn't be any far away from her if you tried. How did you get there? Same down here. So, you know, I know That's you guys amazing. don't do that anymore, but it's amazing the impact you clearly it, had. It was five years and it felt like, again it was meant to come to an end we couldn't have carried on mm. it um you know when there are signs yeah that you know the rent was doubled so and we just couldn't make it work but That's what we sign. did in those five years were and I think if I'd have carried on with the yard I never would have done any I never would have been able to do my own thing which I love so much I love what I do now but I look back on the yard and all the people that I met and how we gathered people for spiritual workshops mm. for music nights 
very much like a manifesto generator space. It was multifaceted. Mm -hmm. It had a juice bar, a beautiful shop with crystals and gorgeous ethical clothing. And then we do all those different workshops and people in the gigs, people would be dancing on the tables, but we'd have incredible musicians come to perform. We had Peter Hook, we had Catherine Williams, John Bramwell, and, and I loved it so much. Um, and it felt like it was meant to happen and it was actually on a vortex. I don't know if I've talked to you about that before. No, let's, let's tell me everything about that. Yes, please. So <laughs> the, the, so this was before I knew how to douse with the rods. Um, we, we would run dousing workshops with a guy called Mark Foster, who was the head of, um, I think it was spiritual development at Gorton Monastery. He's not there now, but he would come and do workshops on energy and, um, and dousing was one of them. And he spent a lot of time in space and he discovered that we had two very significant lines um coming ley lines coming through the yard where they crossed and so there was a mm. vortex in the yard and it was a special energy and I think maybe we were meant to do it as well for that vortex the vortex fed us and fed the space but I think we helped for some reason we were meant to be there to do to do something to to activate that vortex maybe and um the lines connected to the air edge and they're the lines that go up, up the country and they're the spine of Albion lines um so yeah it was really cool that's amazing and it was just we'd have we had a vintage caravan in the garden where there'd be psychic readings it was just such a cool place yeah and it's just lovely people from different different locations and I don't know how I've been like obviously been sharing your information but with random people and they all know I'm like that is I mean credit to you guys you know Aww. and they they do say they miss it of course you sound like you've got the universe it's like you've done your job you opened the energy lines by the sound of it and now you've all gone to do your own things but yeah and it no, was kind just... of before it's time I think mm. that was one of the other things it paved the way for a lot of other ideas to come through and other spaces to open up and it was maybe part of that education of um inspiring um but maybe it was a little bit before its time mm -hmm. that that it, people people couldn't didn't understand like they were shocked by like the green juices and um because we really? always come to London I lived in London and, and mum loves London and we would bring ideas back from there or back from other places and it was very much new to this area and people people didn't know quite what to do with us at the beginning they weren't sure about what we were offering and um even communal tables mum, my mum made um big scaffolding tables and people would sit together but th they were that really threw them coming yeah, in I remember the first time I had else. to use a communal table and I'm like sorry what's happening right now it's so non-British isn't it we don't know what to do with ourselves but lovely definitely. yeah it was really nice so it, it definitely changed changed the area and made it an impact however big or small on the people that came there um no it's it honestly it's a compliment together. yeah it's a compliment that so many people have bought it up over the last few months um, and some of those, I think, are the ones who've submitted questions. So you've answered one, uh, the seasons, what's going on, how it changes. Another one is quite a hard question, but it's tools that you can use at different times of the year. Now, I think that's such a broad question, isn't it? And to the person who answers it, it's lovely and broad because we can take it in all sorts of different directions. Um, Shall I do what crystals? What do you think that they mean? Oh, like, like tools. Should like we go crystals? like you? You yeah. pick a theme, and I'll pick a theme, and we'll explain how it changes. Oh, I'd love to hear you talk about crystals for different times of the year. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd love to hear that, and then okay. I'll share. Which I can actually share a little secret because it's not a secret anymore, and I'm sure I've told you, Sadie. You probably know. Um, but as of this week, it's on Amazon, so I'm officially allowed to say. Uh, second book is already on Amazon, but third book, The Crystal Almanac, launched 
on Amazon this week. And classically, again, one of the people who follow me up with the people who told me, I find out last <laughs> every time. So therefore, crystals and the seasons are my passion right now. Oh, wow. They sound incredible. I love the name as well. I, yeah. It's beautiful name. I think I submitted a proposal where I would have called it something like crystals for the sea you know I would have called it exactly what it was because I presumed you that would have been a patented name or it's a special name and not everyone's allowed it that kind of was I can't go near that name and they were like what you're trying to say is an almanac isn't it and I'm like yeah I'm like well just use that word I was like, really? so yeah to have an almanac is which is nice because now I've got a, an apothecary a plan and an almanac love to back out what what's happening next but yeah okay so start with the season start with spring that would be the growth crystals it would be the emeralds the crystals that represent growth in the ground but also physical growth um, anything connected to nature so moss agates garden quartz anything that reflects nature in it jade green jade but that's a hard one at the moment because there's a lot of ethics around that one but originally before all the humans have created the ethical problems green jade would have been the crystal probably then we would go into summer so for me carnelian represents the summer because it's got the yellow orange red so it, it's the the empowering vitality of the summer months, all fire crystals are going to be summery crystals, fire quartz, uh, fire opal, oh, there's so many, sunstone, almost miss sunstone, that's a really logical one. Then we go to autumn, and for me, autumn, well, we could say the equinox balance, so that would be a skull site is got the energy of the om, the first sound, so the absolute pure balance, the beginning, or agate is the crystal of balance. Then moving further into autumn, Halloween energies, the protection crystals, looking after ourselves, going into winter months. So anything black, but black obsidian is probably the most well-known, isn't it? Witchy-esque crystal. And then winter, self-care crystals but deep like so we could say self-care and we could go straight into things like rose quartz and amethyst and I think so weirdly because it's now like I start in January so I start I have to do a thing where it goes January and then we build up to spring and then it gets going so I think January we talk about amethyst but it's going from you know amethyst is a crystal of healing but as we raise our vibrations, it's also going to be more powerful as a crystal of the violet flame and like a real transmuting crystal. That's it's it's there already, but we're kind of catching up to its frequency. So the other real deep sort of January healing crystals, I'd say, is like um, black moonstone and things like that, really taking the deep stuff out of the body and healing those deep energies. So if people wanted tools and um, with me, it's going to be crystals. That would be my suggestion. Sadie. Oh, I loved listening to that. I love it so much. And it's so interesting hearing the crystals that you're choosing, like in the, in the spring, so much green mm. and green is the color of spring in traditional Chinese medicine. And it's so yeah. fascinating. Um, but what you that, were sharing earlier is very much what's, in the book it is that yeah. beautiful progression and it's lovely how we have different modalities but we see it still the same way it, we see that progression in the um oh that's what I love about us too I love that so much um and when I do the seasonal alignments they involve crystals and it's been really nice listening because the crystals that I use in the treatments are oh, really yeah. similar um so I use the the green crystals for spring and then carnelian in the summer the sunstone um and what was the one so in winter as well so something a tool that I would bring into winter season because it's the water element is shells yeah so I use a lot of shells and I have shells on my altar so creating an altar is a is a way of bringing your tools 
and together. So bring those crystals into an altar space with other symbols that represent the season. And then you have a focal point to remind you of that connection to the season, whether you may meditate in front of it and do your own practices in front of that altar. You could put your manifestation list, your release lists, whatever's going on for you, that's your altar space. Um, so an, creating an altar is a lovely thing to do. And I think it's really important to change that up throughout the year so it doesn't stay fixed and stagnant you change it you bring in always have the elements on that altar so something from the earth air water fire would you do that all year even if you're saying fire for summer would you make sure they're all in there always have all the elements but make the element of the season the star of the show that's nice so then they they shine in that particular season um For me, a a really important tool would be journaling and Mm. how you change that depending on seasons is the questions that you ask yourself. Um, And and that's that's something I found really powerful for myself and I can see it in the circles and in the- Well, you're a queen at the journaling questions, aren't you? When I try and think up journaling questions, they're never as good as yours. Like you, um, I think you spend a lot of time on it, don't you? If it, it yeah. certainly comes through, like you really contemplate sort of what's the most powerful questions. The yeah, it's Always. gorgeous. So, so, you know, for, for example, um, at this time of year, it's asking yourself those questions that relate to those seasonal energies. So, um taking stock what from this from this point um what have I grown so far this year what hasn't worked out so what have I grown what am I harvesting what hasn't worked out that I can learn from or maybe Mm -hmm. my dreams have changed and evolved and aren't what I'm my path has moved or maybe something didn't work out and why um, and how can I learn from that for the next time? What am I releasing and let going, letting go of that doesn't serve me anymore? Um, so my questions are always inspired by the seasons. So yeah, like for example, I'm I'm in Virgo mode at the moment. Um, so thinking about where perhaps you may have perfectionist tendencies and looking mm-hmm. at that and whether that's um helpful or whether it hinders you. Because even though, so I'm a Virgo, so I'm going to be feeling Virgo season extra strong, but we all feel the zodiac season. So whether if you're not a Virgo, you're still going to be feeling these Virgo energies around you, same as when we move into the other seasons of the sun. Um, So my questions are always digging, inspired by whatever's going on with the cycles and and then looking within at how we, how we can, harness those energies for our own personal growth so journaling it's great I also think just having a splurge on the page without any prompts is really good if you if you can access that subconscious flow where you're not judging what you write it doesn't need to sound clever or even make sense but you just brain dump um other rituals for and tools so it's tools wasn't it so journaling is definitely one tools for me it's like the difference between tools and rituals tools would be sage and Mm. palo santo and smudging so when a season changes that's a really good time to smudge and cleanse your space before i think people do it before they realize don't they? i mean it's why we've got the classic spring clean but we literally you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a domestic goddess whatsoever. My mum, massive OCD, like I feel like I've repelled it because she was so good at it. Um, But I will see myself go ridiculous with cleaning every beginning of a season without even, I always realise afterwards, not before, it's like, oh, in hindsight, I can see I've changed seasons Ah. and therefore I'm energetically sort of putting away that season and starting again. Yeah, and I think the it's the, one. the ones where you really feel that strongest are uh, the spring and the autumn. They're yes. much more of a transitionary. Very much so. the word up there, transitionary um, yeah. season where there's a real change. So I find 
at this time of year, I get really into sorting and organizing, not able to do it very as much. Like, I don't know when I'll ever be able to properly sort a cupboard out again because of having a little one. You've got, you're busy, yeah. I would do like a full-on project around this time of year where I get all my clothes out and I do, you know, like the spark joy or the the sort your life out style sort out and um, containers and just making everything really efficient and organized. And I would always do that this time of year and then I realized after working with the cycles ah oh, that makes mm-hmm. so much sense now and it, interestingly with a with your menstrual cycle that there's a mini version of that in my autumn just before my period I'll go into a little bit of like a a, a burst of energy to get things sorted yeah before I, I go into the retreat of my period yeah there's a there's a particular day where I cannot I could do 100 jobs and it will be those kind of jobs. It will be putting it all away, creating a blank slate, all of that. And yeah, and then it kicks Your body in, knows. So. And this yeah, is the thing, really we all does. have that. All of us mm. have that connection to these energies and to our own. Whether we, we, we just forget, I think. I think we've forgotten to listen. Mm. And even if we do listen and we hear it like a, um a desire to do something from within we may think we may go against that because we think we have to be in this one rhythm all the time um we're really conditioned to do that aren't we so conditioned for me such a huge thing of spiritual practice is to honor how you really feel yeah yeah Um, definitely and be really honest with it including the shadow I love the shadow I think it's so important do you want to um, speak about that? Because people, they mm, don't know, they'll love that. The shadow side is the side that maybe we're, we we hide away, we're ashamed mm-hmm. of. Um, it's our fears, our doubts, our worries, those, that negative self-talk. Um, it's even jealousy, those kinds of emotions, anger, anything that we, we think is, we, we, we just, rather not have mm. we rather brush it under the carpet the shadows under the carpet <laughs> and I like to get it out from under the carpet and bring it all up look at what's there look at why it's there because sometimes maybe there's aspects in our shadow that are actually there to protect us so the re- the shadow is really trying to help us. It's it's mm-hmm. trying to be a friend and it's trying to protect us from failure, protect us from judgment from other people, protect us from, um, yeah, like uh, making a mistake. And it's bringing the shadow up and and reassuring it that actually, thank you for thank you for being there and for protecting me. But I'm I, I'm I don't need you now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And then when you move forward and you take the leaps with that awareness of the shadow, the shadow just like dissolves into light. And the more you work with the shadow, the more it transmutes into light, I think. But we can't be light first. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I'm I'm not of the view that you can just think positive and be posit- positive. We're, we're like the moon. We have two sides. Or, or many sides. Yeah, because then you're just our dark. denying we've all got something haven't we and if we deny it we're not we're not healing it or we're not I mean that's that's such a beautiful explanation of it as well thank you and if we have jealousy we may be being triggered there for a reason maybe that if if there's a person doing something that you envy or feel jealous towards why is that there what what's that highlighting for you Mm. because it's never really about the other person it's about the lesson for you um no and and however anyone appears no one's fully got their shit together you know like yeah. no one no one has a perfect life and however it appears especially on social media but if you are being triggered by somebody what's it highlighting for you and maybe something needs to change maybe it's an a message of the path that you actually want to take and that's why you're being triggered it is a subtle prod of your soul self saying you could do that too 
because we wouldn't be energetically bothered by something unless there's a bit of deep down we could also do it isn't yeah there? maybe there is stuff in the way holding us back right now but on a deeper level there is that opportunity for us maybe life is hidden hidden it yeah I think you wouldn't get triggered unless you know there is a thing there yeah. for you but you might feel so much shame around the mm. having that emotion that you don't then learn the lesson of why it's there and you'll just keep being triggered yeah um so I, yeah those though and anger as well anger is such a powerful emotion I think it's like it's very wild and it's so um fiery but it can take over and mm. if you can harness the fire before it overwhelms you and use that as a driving force to put into your projects but it's it's having it's being able to hold the space for yourself through emotions through big emotions and putting support around you for people so that you have people that can hold that space for you and not not try and shut you down which I think is also such a huge thing we've probably all experienced it in our families and with friends it's, it's almost like got to be outside emotions. of your family hasn't it that supports yeah. probably not within because we've created Mixed that people. yeah we've created however our families work and it suits the group so that yeah. help has got to come from somewhere else probably it can make people very uncomfortable mm. um so yeah, I I do love exploring the shadow side. There is diamonds. There are diamonds in the darkness of our shadow, I think, that are just yes. waiting to be uncovered, but you have to go into it and explore it. Um, but yeah, just to say, always do it with the support and help that you need, you know, if you mm. are uncovering stuff, and, um, whatever that support may be for you um but yeah that's something that I really really love and that's why I love the cycles because it takes you every single moon cycle takes you into the shadow and then and then it takes you into the light and I do find when I share with people you know this moon equals this energy are you feeling this right now and pretty much most people are like my version of that yes I am but hearing it, like you're just saying about the shadow work and how if we look into something and there's a history there or an emotion there or a repeating pattern, it's all there to save us from something else. When we see that, there is compassion for how that's set up. And like you said, quite a surprisingly quick unraveling of it because we realize it's not needed or we could consider doing that thing anyway if we want to and the same with the cycles and the moon cycle and the star signs when you understand what's happening and we're not as much therefore we can't be as much in our head because it's like that emotion you're feeling right now is the full moon it is the Aries season and you're like oh okay so in like two weeks it'll be gone then yep it'll be gone and you're like all right I'm going to forget about that and move on. It's it's very liberating, isn't it? Oh, and it's so liberating when you feel like you're not on your own as well. That's why I oh. love circles so much because, and when people feel comfortable enough to share, which I don't pressure anyone to share if they don't, um, when they do start sharing, it's so amazing because you start to see the parallels. Yeah. Because we're all, ex we all have our own individual unique experience but when you work with the cycles you have that individual connection to the cycles but then there is also a collective mm. response as well so there may be some things that are unique to you but then also some things that are reflected within the circle that are oh, they're experiencing that too yeah. but have heavy dark moons so dark moons are just before the new moon can feel really really heavy you can feel really drained and tired and a lot and then full moons wild dreams and um, very uh full of energy but again it depends on where your menstrual cycle is if you're if you're menstruating so it, it's always fascinating when people share and you start to see the patterns there 
Definitely. Okay, let's finish with you maybe sharing about your community so people can understand how they can be supported that way. Oh, my community, it's the Cosmic Cycling Club. Um, and it formed from, from my online circles, which are open to everybody, um, but the members can access all those circles so there's a new moon a full moon and a seasonal one and they also get access to bonus ones like um we have a red tent sharing circle and then i'll also have guest guest um guests come in and do special sessions so we had a cacao ceremony with live music from my gorgeous friend hannah rebecca and then we've got kev from breathe illusion that's coming to do um breath rest he calls it not breath work anymore which is amazing oh. he's so knowledgeable about women and the connection between breath and hormones and how the breath can help us there's so much cool stuff that he can share so so basically the community formed from me having regulars yeah. and then i thought oh wouldn't it be nice to create a group so these regulars have somewhere to go to connect with each other because they're just seeing each other in the circles, but then they're not, that that can't continue between. Mm. So we've got this space where they can come together and share. And it's been amazing. Some people have been in, in the club for a few years now. It's like, or whenever I actually started. Yeah, that's gone quite quick. I think eh? it is a couple of years or 18 yeah. months. Um, yeah, I might have got my dates wrong there. <laughs> I think that's something that comes with like us not knowing when our last podcast was I think there's an aspect yeah, exactly. to when you're in the spiritual stuff it's really hard to relate to time because time isn't linear it's really hard to <laughs> yeah. figure out where you are in time um so yeah the cosmic cycling club it's a space for people to come and journey with the cycles and we we do all kinds of things so meditations journaling with the prompts I always play really cool music that the music I choose relates to the seasons as well that everything's kind of thought through I take them on a guided journey which is something that I channel and they can meet spirit guides receive messages um enter other dimensions and movements also a really key part of what I do as well I think it's really important to get into the physical body and explore what's going on there and the connection between the body and emotions and the breath is such a key part of that so we do all of these different things but it's the continuity of being a member means that you have that space that you can return to at every new moon every full moon and every turning of the seasonal wheel so yeah i love it so much and i think this group as well it's so genuinely heart-centered there's no judgment people feel really comfortable in there and mm -hmm. I do too with them and I think as a space holder that's a really something that I didn't expect you don't have to be have it all together as a space holder you can be vulnerable as a space holder um because the beauty of a circle is there aren't it's all equal yeah that's nice it's not one person one side and everybody the other side mm -hmm. i am in the circle with my members and we're all holding that space together i think yeah um and some of the things that they share i'm like wow i didn't know that you know or i haven't thought of it in that way like i mentioned before one of the cyclists kate reflected back something about the almost the juxtapositions within the cycles mm -hmm. which is such a, a cool thing that I did I did maybe feel but I hadn't heard it articulated in that way um so yeah it's a lovely lovely membership and they get access to a platform where all the past circles are there videos from me all the playlists and I just love it I love it so much brilliant so the name again just and I will add it to the bio and everything so people can click through as we say goodbye thank you it's the cosmic cycling club and it's about cycling together the wheels of the seasons the moon all okay. the cycles um and and that's it we cycle again and again and again and again you don't ever reach a point where you've you 
got it all you're constantly learning and growing and you we're really all learning do. and growing together yeah definitely oh Sadie it's been lovely to chat to you again thank you for taking the time you're so busy right now so thank you for thank you taking so time much. with us it's been so lovely and I'm so excited about your book as thank well. you yeah the crystal almanac is a passion I mean the other one is as well the other one is the crystal plan is um a workshop I used to host so that one was easier to write because it was something I'd already said lots and it described lots the almanac as much as I knew all the information trying to create it's very romantic the seasons isn't it and it's hard to get all the beautiful beautiful stories in and the, they've got the goddesses in there the different crystals astrology the different moons and to get it to flow make sure it flowed correctly I'm really it pleased with so it. it got submitted street. it's funny I submitted it on the first of this month and this is how quick they are at it's already available for for pre-order which is next August but it's funny that I've literally just given it to them. It's obviously a good sign. They're happy because they press go on Amazon. So I was like, okay, I guess we're not That's doing amazing. too many edits on that woman. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Very excited. Wow. I just, yeah, it's it's gonna be so lovely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pre-order it for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And I know do, that, guys. I know that we I feel like we will do. There's a reason why we're connected it's so easy to talk to you and I I feel like we'll work together in some way I'd love to hold a space with you or a retreat or something yeah. one day it's coming that it's is... like and that's where sometimes seeds of intention can be a slow burn definitely yeah beautiful. anybody listening if you've got any ideas of how Sadie and I could come and work together any send spaces. them our way yes we'd love to hear I love that. If something synchronicities work, that's always the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Preferably, it would be incredible to have a space with some water. I love, I love spaces near water. <laughs> Little stipulation: Sadie wants water. <laughs> that's a requirement. <laughs> okay, Han, I am going to say goodbye. Sending Thank love. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody who's listening. I will speak to you all next week. But until now, Sadie, big hugs. Speak to you soon and goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening.